gonna keep going with it. I'm not, not really a good singer. You, didn't, you, know, you just have the mediocre and acting. What did you, what did you do though? Your... So in Alice in Wonderland, I was like part of the ensemble. I just did like the extra stuff. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was like a, a, a playing card at one point. I was okay. in Little Mermaid. I was like one of nice. the Mer sisters. I was in High School Musical. I was one of like the the geeks. Um, so kind of like in the shadows, no breakout yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, Nothing, no big parts. Mm. Like no, no solos. But that's okay. Man, I didn't be like me. Being <laughs> Main character syndrome. That's that's all. <laughs> you all are I the heard. Kim Kardashian I, of your family. Yeah. All I heard is that I like being the center of attention, and that is all. After that. <laughs> and I wasn't really that, so I didn't really like it. So. <laughs> I didn't succeed in it, so I moved to another thing where I could be the main character. <laughs> <laughs> and if so. I'm not the main character, I'm gonna keep finding something where I can be the main character. <laughs> no, that was it's all about me. <laughs> that was fun though. Like I didn't, I didn't think about it, but like, because like we're, this is before. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was dancing for fun in middle school. Mm-hmm. So like I would, we would do uh, halftime shows for basketball games. Me and my boy, Josh, best friend, shout out to Josh Meza. We would dance for the halftime show. We're pop locking the only ones that we kind of started it on our own, like a break dancing club in middle school. And then there was a new principal at my high school at Larkin high school. And he called me personally. He was like, Hey, uh, we heard you dance. There's no guys in the dance Academy. We can use more guys. And I see what you do. We want you to come in. And I'm like, all right, man. Yeah, I can do that. Hang up, call Josh. Yo, we got a spot at high school, man. We don't, we're not even there yet. It's our freshman year. Let's go. We got, we got this down. And so we auditioned. And like my audition, I don't, we shouldn't have got in. Cause all I did was pop lock and like freeze frame on the stage for like two minutes. And they're like, all right, you're in. And it's cause they didn't have nobody. They had one guy, yeah. out to John Colovis, my best friend. He uh he was there. You just said two people are your best friends, man. Right. I, got multiple, I got multiple best you got friends. Multiple friends. You can have more got, than one. Yeah, I got a That's an interesting conversation, friends. but we'll say that for a different day. Okay, episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so we get in there, and he's like, "Oh man, yeah, did, wasn't the audition hard?" He said, uh, "John said that to me and Josh, and we're like, nah, we just kind of just freestyled for two minutes.'" And then John was like, "Yeah, I did jazz and tap for two or three years to get to this position," and we're like. Sucks That's to be you. <laughs> Could it be you know, me? I'm yeah. just gonna pop me? lock my way into this yeah, spot. I just, <laughs> just blackified my way into this. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, the academy was dope. I was uh Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Well, one of them auditioned mm. for it. It was cool. I was nervous as hell, but when the kids started laughing, it was like, all right, this is let's have fun. You know, stage I'm fun to do a backflip. No, I'm playing. We don't need to wear fat suits. I couldn't do nothing. I was doing like the most. And this was Alice in Wonderland. You said, yeah, okay. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I don't, I don't. Oh, the the fat, uh, the fat twins. Tweedles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I thought about the Johnny Depp one and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two fat brothers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought I, thought gonna, I thought you were going to say those two fat niggas. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess, Deshi. <laughs> Pause. I was no. I yeah. was thinking that. Okay, that was real aggressive. <laughs> Dude, I never like growing up. It's weird because like I never said we never said the n word in our household. My dad. We listened to like hip hop all the time. Even my dad, full black, would never say. He would say he would he would say brother and then and then play play again when they started to say the n word. But anyway, that's another. I don't another think thing. I've ever heard my parents say the n word. No. Well, they're African. Yeah, they're not it's saying different. that. I'm African too, but I grew up here. But anyways, besides the point. Yeah, man. Um, how's everybody doing? It's been a minute. We're all, it definitely we're all has. Hi, buenas. buenas. <laughs> for y'all, it might be a week of not hearing the Suburban Kings, but for us, it's been three weeks. So yeah, I'm chilling, man. I'm good. I'm Gucci. I'm, you know, I'm enjoying. I'm a little fucked up. I'm not going to lie to you. Last, you last, what? last <laughs> night was rough. Oh, I didn't tell you. No. So last night, um, I went out with my boys, right? We got to the we got to one of my guys' crib at like ten o'clock at night. 
Was that, was that in the city? Yeah, I was in the I city. I saw your story. You were going wild. You had a yeah. grill in your mouth. I was like, whoa, this is a different Deji. Yes. Damn, yeah, Deji. Like, Did I have the grills? I don't I know. What you, I don't talk about it. You know, if you see it, you see it on me. You feel me? But we had pulled up to the spot, 10 a.m., parked, or 10 p.m., parked. Um, I thought it was decent parking, right? Or 10.30. It might have been around that time. 10 o'clock. Um, so we were pre-gaming. We are just chit-chatting. We are getting ready to go out to the club. Um, and then I, we come out of the spot. It was like 1130. It was 1128 because I remember. What club was it? Uh, well, I, we went to my guy's cross. We went to my guy's spot and he lives like within like five to 10 minutes from Navy Pier. Um, so he lives closer to the lake. North side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I parked on that street. It was Ohio Street. And then on Ohio Street, we come back. It was 1128. I remember because the, the parking ran out to 1135. I was like, we got seven minutes. We start walking, and then one of my guys was like, hey, yo, we didn't park this far. I was like, no, we might have. But at this time, you know, I'm like, I'm not, not really caring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not really caring. Distance. And then, no, I was like, he was like, no, nah, son, we didn't move. We didn't go that far. I was like, which, I was like, no, you're right. And then I was like, yo, where's my car at? So then my car got impound, Ooh. and we was basically... And we was calling, and they were like, oh, it's better if you call at midnight because right now we're not going to know where it is. So I'm like, so I have to basically say, I don't know where my car is, and now I, don't, I won't know about it for at least the next three to four hours. So if this thing really got stolen, it got stolen. Um, but then we went out to the club, and I just got really drunk, and I enjoyed the rest of my oh, life. Oh, you found that your car was stolen before the fun happened? Oh, yeah. And then oh, I was that would kill my still, whole night. Yeah, you still let the night happen. Night. I would, gonna, no, I would have gone, gone home. Really? How would yeah, I have gone home? home. Uh, Uber? <laughs> How are you going to get home? You're yeah, I'm Uber? calling an Uber. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, figuring no. it out. I'm one thing I, I get it. If you're already out there, you might as well go. No, nah, wait. One thing about me, bad news really don't affect me. I'm just going to be like, okay, well, I'll deal with it when I have time. So then I was like, when I woke up, I was like, wow, bro, I can't believe this happened. So yeah, we had to, nah. it was one of the longest nights ever anyways, because we were out to like four o'clock in the morning because Jeez. we didn't have the car, right? We would have drove home. Um, but I was already sick. I was I was already in the I was in the the impounds whatever going through and I was like, Wow, I can't believe this happened. I was like, I gotta let people know. He's like, Well, there was a sign. There was one sign at the beginning of the block and the block go down for like for about a mile and a half. So three blocks. I'm like, yo, come on now. Like I'm I'm supposed to know that. And were you were you the only car were you the only car parked there? No. There was that's a line. Saying, that's what I'm like, saying. So I was reading the situation, right? There was a bunch of cars and even more so, bro. My car was the only car that wasn't. There was one car still there that was not towed. I said, what type of shit is this? And then I was like, all right, whatever. So then I enjoyed myself. You know, I had a good time. Dude, I would I, walk, you know that meme of uh, Pablo Escobar when it's like when your one when your one friend doesn't answer the phone and he's like sitting on the swing set. Yeah. His pockets. That would have been, been me at the club the whole time. You would have been heated? I would have been heated. Oh, no, man. Because there's stuff in my car that I, want, that I need. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I had that thought, but then I was like, well, I'm already out, you know what I'm saying? And I'm one of those people, if I'm, I'm a present person. So regardless, See, yeah, I admire that. regardless of the fact, I'm going to turn up, I'm having fun with my guys, you know, we haven't been out in a while, you know, it was warm and, you know, summertime Deji is a different person. So <laughs> I have to embrace that, you know what I'm saying? I like getting active, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I just enjoy myself. Oh, that's cool. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can do in that moment while it's Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can't solve it right now. I can't solve it for another three hours. So in the three hours, I'm going to turn up and have the best. Exactly. Like, okay. And then it was just, it was unfortunate because then we was like, well, because the guy we was, we were like, so we called one of, well, we were with one of our friends and we were like, you mind if we stay with you? He was like, yeah. But he's like, my girl, she, she want to go. 
and it was it was earlier on in the night, like it might have been like one o'clock. We was like, all right, we're gonna hit you. We're about to go to another spot. Da da da. And then we went to the other spot and it was like, All right, we're looking at the time. And then Muggs was like, I'm hungry, G. Let's go get some food. Da da da. And I was like, bro, it's four o'clock in the morning. We ain't gonna get no food. Let's go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And so we got when we got there, and literally instantly, I was I mean, I know how I am. Once I'm tired, got right on the couch, sat up over with with my hat on, and I was asleep. Like I was like like a vampire, like I was count, like I was count Dracula. You're in a casket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sit up, woke up. It was like we gotta go. It was six thirty in the morning. And I was like, this is gonna be a long ass <laughs> day. And I'm here, recording a podcast. Damn, you didn't even get to sleep, really? I slept for like maybe two hours. No, because oh, then I had to be somewhere at ten, and then I was running around the rest of the day. So yeah, ouch, yeah. It's a rough one, but it's thank you, yeah. Thank you for appearing today. Oh yeah, we all good. Glad we're good. You know, I'm, I'm living life. I'm enjoying. But how have y'all been? You know, enough about me, man. Yeah, you need to be talking too much. Yeah, man. <laughs> my wife, my life, my wife, my life has been going kind of chaotic the last six weeks. Yeah, but I'm but I'm 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 up I'm up in it. You know, IRS owing forty five hundred dollars to the IRS. Yeah, that's annoying. Some I owe the some, government money too. Yeah, it was awful. On some uh, what's his name? I almost said Wayne Brady. Who am I, who am I thinking of? Uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. I'm yeah, yeah. Snipes shit. <laughs> God, there's that car issues. Yeah, but it was my birthday this past weekend, mm-hmm. and I saw the great Andrew Schultz live. Had to be hilarious. Radio City, amazing. One of the best performers of our generation. I love. I love. What makes him so good? Just like the way he like. For me, it's interesting because like I can't improv. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm such a like control, not controlling, but like I need everything to be like ducks sure. in line. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. So for him to do improv like at all is amazing to the mm-hmm. level he does it. And they're just like, there's constantly something going on. He understands like he understands the human attention and what it, what it takes to be in the moment and stuff yeah. like that. It's just I don't He's know. He's a sure. very like present person. Yes. Like always. Know, the show is just great. That's all I can say. Yeah. I'm it glad. sounds like I haven't you ever seen a comedy show and I really want to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I saw uh, I saw Aziz Ansari. At the Chicago Theater, I saw Bill. Aziz is funny. His stand up funny, is, I, dude. I was rolling. I was in my ch- out of my chair. Yeah, Aziz is he stand up funny as shit. I've only watched it, but he's actually like he's hilarious. Like dude. he knows he's a goofball, and the fact he leans into it so much is like it's and really refreshing. There's a thing he always does where he takes someone's phone and goes through messages, mm-hmm. and like just a random fan, and somehow I don't know if it's staged, which I doubt. It's always some chaotic person. He's like, he always talks. He always talks about like, like guys mansplaining through text messages. Like he'll get a girl's phone and go through like look, look at how this guy talks to you. And it's like it's it's funny because that's how guys be talking. That's yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm guilty. I've definitely said some crazy. Yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. He, yeah, Aziz Ansari was great. Sorry, you were, I was. De- I definitely say some crazy shit. That's oh, all. What? Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I saw Aziz. Uh, he was hilarious. I saw Bill Burr. He was even funnier. I took my uncle to the Chicago theater, and my uncle is a firefighter and he was in the navy and bill burr just talked about firefighters and people in the navy and it was perfect it was weird but it's not really it was good. funny though it was funny as hell yeah. i recommend going to a comedy show man it's, oh i would love to it'll I've break always your, wanted yeah to. yeah, yeah go. i've been doing improv show man. the only thing that i'm worried about is that like i'll die uh what? because the the way i laugh is like breathe a, it's a full body ex- yeah you know like that meme where like you you having a joke with the guy like your guys you and you and your guys got an inside joke and you know um is it a video meme no the meme is just like when black people hear funny shit they either hit you or they just start running yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) everybody got down the aisle oh shit yeah honestly and then i'd be like 
But if I don't do either of those things, I'm literally like implode, laughing, and I can't catch my breath, and I feel like I'm gonna die. That's also why I don't like getting too high, because when I get too high, you don't breathe. No, no. When I get too high, I laughing uncontrollably. Oh, I can't wait to smoke with you, man. (laughs) When you start pissing me off, I'm like, hey, man, smoke this. But no, we should all go to a comedy show, man. I, I would love to. It's awesome. I would love to. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. You let me know when. I've been trying yeah, to go to a yeah, comedy. Well, I want to. I want to sit front row though, because it's like it's a huge ego check when they start trashing you. Yeah. And I feel like I need that. <laughs> I feel like me, I need that. Because like, <laughs> right. at the same time, though, I'm kind of like, oh, don't pick on me. I don't know if I can handle it, but like, I feel like it'll be funny. Pick on me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like you used to getting roasted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Bro. yeah, yeah. But that's, that's what I'm saying. That's their job, though. So I wouldn't even take it that hard, honest. No, I wouldn't take it hard at all. I would just be like, my first initial is like, this is uncharted territory for me I don't know and most saying. comics that are pretty like cool and laid back like if they were drilling you the whole entire time dude they literally just find you after the show and say oh like, yeah for sure being when a I, good sport and all that stuff me and eric went to go see one of my one of my favorite comics akash mm-hmm. akash singing batavia good guy hilarious guy this mm-hmm. one they all went in on this on this uh she was a paraplegic yeah and they were just her name was becky and they were just talking for like 30 minutes dude this going in like called her a stupid bitch yeah yeah. this this like going in on laughing and she was laughing and i'm just like dude i don't even know if like i would be able to for 30 minutes straight but i I think that's the at at your point sorry at at your point at the end of the show they all came up to her and they're just like talking to her and like because that's like she i feel like that's the essence of comedy right like comedy is knowing that like it's all about jokes. It's, there's like it's actually no malice. No, no yeah. malice at all. It's all about intent. Correct. The intent is. And for them, it's to make you laugh. So if you're laughing and you actually understand that in that arena, mm-hmm. you would get that like, this is one, it's just a social commentary and critique, but two, it's just funny. Exactly. Like making people laugh is a skill and a lot of people aren't funny. Dude, you know yeah, what I'm I saying? Have questions a lot about, of, I have questions about that. A lot of people would be like, oh, I'm hilarious. That's what all my friends say. And then I look at what their friends be laughing at, and I'd be like, no, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's biased, though, when people are like, yeah, I'm a funny guy. My mom laughs at all my jokes. And it's like, yeah, yeah dude. Of course. She, she makes you dinner yeah, every yeah, night. Can you, right. go, can you go to a group of random strangers? That is hard. You know, can you... Can you speak to a thousand listeners and then you know you tell these stories like we do on this podcast and then they... I know for a fact y'all be laughing. I know it. I'm not yeah. going to say when, but I know y'all be laughing. Because, <laughs> you know, I be listening to us sometimes, too. I be like, damn. That motherfucker, that motherfucker funny. That's a funny motherfucker right there. <laughs> That's a funny motherfucker right Silas? there. Silas? Yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Later. But Gabriel, okay, Deji? He just wild. That's what they say about me. They probably be like, that motherfucker is actually They'd be crazy. like, damn, Deji. That motherfucker is crazy. That's what you say. He say everything and anything. But, Gabby, what's good with you, man? Yeah, how's your weekend been? How's your weekend? Let's talk um, I haven't been doing much aside from working. Um, I recently got a promotion, so congrats. Congrats, congrats. <laughs> um, yeah, they've been working me like a dog, but I'm learning. Um, you know, it's I'm here for the experience. Um, I'm still trying to figure out like you know what I want to do, and it gives me a lot of anxiety because like I don't know what I want to do. Do in relation to what? like work? Gotcha. Just like my life. Yeah, like, what I, I you know how yeah. I want to get my income. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like there's so many ways to do it, but. I don't know, like, I, like, I even told him in my interview, I was like, I'm just taking a chance on this, and, like, I'm hopefully going to figure out, like, what I want to do. Like, I've thought about going, like, you know, the corporate route with this company and, like, going to their home office location, which is in Dallas, and 
doing like something with social media mm-hmm. or like, you know, the content creation that they do. There's mm-hmm. also like a manager that we've got that has her own podcast, like Shout for, out. you know, I helped her. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm in this motherfucker. I got to in this <laughs> Right. So I don't know. I'm just taking a risk and. As you should. That's hopefully, about. hopefully something good will come out of it. Risks. You know, I think it will. I mean, you're pretty well intentioned. So yeah. Yeah. You never know when it's going to break, but when it starts breaking, it's usually like a real season of like everything coming your way. Right. So you just want to be prepared for it. Right. 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 And like, you know, I got a lot going on right now that's just like not like really like going my way. Mm -hmm. So having this going a way is better than not going my way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you feel like you you weren't really in control of your life. Yeah, bit, exactly. This is some kind of grip of like control. Like this one, I can't really control too much, but like I can control more than like the other stuff that I can't control. Yeah, you know, but, like okay. that doesn't really make much sense. But yeah, I was it like, makes a lot on. of sense. No, it does. Like, but like you took control because you you wanted to take a risk, right? So you chose yeah. this position. So that's that's taking right. control in a way. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I think the hardest part about when we grow up is that we realize that we have absolutely no control, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of this shit is chance and luck and just fortune. Uh, I disagree, man. I feel like we can, we do have control. It's just that you need to know how to react when you lose control. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm, and that's what I was gonna get to because yeah. we you were saying it from the different, uh, the, the different Other perspective, side. but it's right. gonna get to the same point. Is that like you only have control over like, like you said, the reaction? Because that's what I was getting at. Is that? Gabby feels like that, but that's not necessarily an uncommon feeling at this age. Most, I don't even know if that. I won't even want to put that to this age. I think that's in general, Um, because shit, ain't nobody know what we're doing out here, right? Right. But I do, I do feel that because I mean, life has been life and individually for all of us. So, um, you know, we don't have Eric this week, but he's a busy man. We know how that be. But in general, it's just the older the older I've getting, I'm just getting better at handling it. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm I'm really thriving or anything i'm just getting better at handling the bullshit but you have a promotion that's a good thing to look at yeah you know um i'm sure you figure out because i feel like you're on the right path now although you may not feel like it yeah like for a while i felt like a like i felt like my imposter syndrome was like really just out there um can you uh do you know what imposter imposter syndrome means really like can you give it from what i've what what, from my understanding, it's like I'm in this, I'm in this spot, I'm in this like point in my life, and I feel like I don't deserve like the good things that are coming to me. Like I feel like I'm, yeah. like right, am I, like, am I on the right path? I feel like, like I feel like I have like a general understanding. Yeah, no, you're right. Means, you're right. But, I mean, we can yeah. Google it. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, I'm, let's, I'm let's, let's Google it right now. I'm genuinely, <laughs> genuinely Google, curious. Google, Google. Hey, yo, Google. No, I'm playing. Hey, Siri. <laughs> All right, let's see what. Just yeah, because I feel like I've had that same position. You know, um, so according to Google, um, it's verywellmind.com. Um, what is imposter syndrome? It refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others to perceive you to. Uh, that, oh my god, that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. Um, so I felt like everyone was looking at me as like this really great, you know, person that like you know deserves to be in this spot in this role, yeah, and I felt sure. like. I don't deserve to be this. Like, why did you pick me of all people? Like, I can't do this. I'm not interesting. I'm not competent. I'm not. It's a, it's a, it's it's kind of doubt. It's a mixture of doubt and fear. Cause I definitely, I've been in that same position. Like for me growing up, I didn't know, I didn't know what I wanted, wanted to do with my Mm -hmm. life. All I knew is that like, I wanted to make sure the people around me were laughing and having a good time and like, we're all good together. Mm -hmm. So my uncle, I think I brought it up. He's a firefighter. Right. And so Mm -hmm. ever since I was a kid, I'm like, all right, 
he gets all this praise and everyone respects him. You know, he's doing good. He has this nice house. Growing up, growing up, I was only I only lived in apartments. So I don't know what a house was, mm-hmm. but he had a house and a nice car. I'm like, oh yeah, shit. Then I'll he's just like, do this. Yeah. So my whole life growing up, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna be a firefighter. Fuck it. And so when I actually did the firefighting, it was like, and I realized I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I had that moment where like, oh shit, now what do I do? I don't know what to do. So I started going to like four different majors. I did physical therapy, videography, um, the firefighting thing, and then something else. But like I kind of when I when I when I finally landed in music, I had that imposter syndrome. Like, hey, you should, people were like, you have a personality for this. Like, you should do this, do that. But at the same time, I was like, but I just started this at twenty years old, yo. Like at twenty two years, twenty two, twenty three years old. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I should be. To be honest know. with you, I think the way that we do like a lot of things in America is incorrect. From a young age, we basically go to school for eight hours a day, which we're just doing that because your parents are working right during the day daycare yeah it's just it's just glorified daycare i mean that i mean to be honest with you most schools aren't even doing a good job educating the people are educating kids in general because they're not prepared for the real world i know it's i hear a lot of a lot of comparisons to prison yeah yeah school it definitely is like a bell rings we're all supposed to initiate and know like Mm -hmm. robots all right bell rings next class exactly so that's my point is that um you're not supposed to know which you have no idea who you are at 18 and when you're making these decisions in college it's not necessarily a very well it's not a well thought out thing right Mm -hmm. um you don't even know who you are at 22 when you graduate if you do it in four years and then now you have to go out into the workforce and now you have to make this career um but the world and society in general kind of forces all these things on you because it's the way that hey if you do this you can get like you said the house the car or hey if you do this that's going to lead to you having a certain lifestyle um i have the imposter syndrome but my imposter syndrome was more not that i i was getting to these places but like am i Am I worthy of it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's, 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 yes. a, that's what you were saying. That's what, and that's, that's what exactly it was saying. Okay. It's not yeah. the fact, like, I, I know who I am and I know the type of person that I'm becoming and I'm, I strive to be. That person is always going to be like, I'm always going to feel like whatever position I get in work, especially with like how I come across things, I'm always going to be like deserving of that role. Mm-hmm. But my, my worth and that like that self-identity and that esteem and like confidence, all that stuff, yeah. that's that stuff where I'd be like, damn, I start down myself because I've had a lot of naysayers. I've had a lot of people who've tried to basically tell me that I'm not going to be shit or amount to shit. Right. And they've they've gone out of their way to basically control the person I I could have been if I didn't fight back. Right. So a lot of the reasons why I am the way I am is because I was like. Whatever people say about me. You were doubted the whole time. Yeah. So whatever people say about me, I don't care. And I I mean, sometimes that 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 trickles down in like obviously like relationships, friends I should say relationships romantically, friendships, Mm -hmm. or even just like acquaintances and stuff like that, right? Because so did these people doubt you after you told them what you wanted to do or they just doubted you in general? I think I think the doubt comes in because that um anytime that you're you have a positioning of who knowing who you are and you and you un- understand what you can bring to the table people immediately want to just challenge you on that point. right hurt people. like yeah. hurt people, literally hurt people yeah exactly and it's not yes. i don't even think it's hurt i think it's just like they just don't like the they fact that you have this stance so and like and bridging that gap is always interesting because it's like i know that if it's if it was for my instance we just having a conversation right mm-hmm. but other people be like no i really need you to believe what i'm what i'm saying like this has to be 
this has to be fact. This has to be truth in order for it to make sense in my head. Mm-hmm. And what, to go on what you said about being um, not worthy. Yeah. Doing this field. Yeah. Uh, not, to, not to be put on Andrew Scholes again, but he has a saying where he says, a man with no aspirations sees dreaming as arrogance. Yeah. <clears throat> so like people see you going for your dream totally different like that you're not you don't want you don't want this like office job and this and that they kind of like that like like who are you man like yeah. i don't think you're worthy of that and that kind of plays on your own in your own head of course singing, singing of it because to say that like and this is this is no cap to people but i feel like a lot of people fall back on corporate america right like or working in general if you knew you had a gift and a passion to do something why the fuck would you not pursue that with your full chest because if it if it works because if it works because if it and that's the thing if it works really risky you're gonna have the happiest life because you're gonna go from hopefully a happy work environment what you love doing what you're doing to to a happy wife or husband to happy kids to happy friendships happy 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 Mm -hmm. all these things i don't want to be forced to like my job because i have to right like i i don't want to be forced to to like my my coworkers, right? Like that's some shit that America puts on you, right? For me, for the money, man. That's what it's it about. is for the money, yeah. right? I don't get, and 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 that's the thing. Like once, once you realize that the moment you start chasing money, you really start to lose yourself. And it's not like I'm not talking about like you chasing money to like to like live a lifestyle. I'm talking about you chasing money just because you feel like if you're not keeping up with other people in society, that you're being left behind. Right. As long as you got money to pay your bills, get some groceries, buy some clothes, you good, right? For the most part. Anything else you have, that's just gravy, right? And if you partner up with somebody else and then that adds to the pot, that's even more gravy. But I'm just saying, hey, I'm going to pursue all my passions. And if I have to be in corporate America, I will push push through. I will push passions. Mm -hmm. And I'll push through because- Who's to say that I don't have passions in corporate America? People are too, I feel, and I've been realizing this more and more. People, people monocliff themselves. And what I mean by that is that people only make themselves one dimensional. The world has to always told you that you're this. So you start believing this. So then you get stuck in a f- negative loop and a negative routine. And that's not, that's not jiving because I'm a person who likes doing this. I'm a person that like doing this. I'm a person that like doing this. Question. So what does monocliff mean? Monoclific or mon- I was using monoclific like uh, the word. It just means like one or unison. So mono, something mono. like monotone. If you do anything mono, it just means the same repeated thing. Okay, monoclific. I know, I know mono, but what is clific? Like, what the is clific it? part is just like, uh, hmm, how do I explain this? And I'm only asking for the viewers because the viewers like don't know Like a cliffhanger type thing? Like, no, not a cliff. Kind of like, uh, <laughs> in a sense, it's, uh, it's like, uh, I don't want to say attributes because that's incorrectly saying it. Hey, Siri. If you're mono. <laughs> 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 Let's double check the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are we are on Google today. <laughs> Mono. Sponsored by Google. Shout out Bill. Ba- Dude, Bill Gates was at the show. Really? Was he fuck? really? He was in front row at the show. Andrew Schultz. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even what. Okay, so That's monolithic or monolith is oh, a large is a large single upright. Well, that's not the one. A large impersonal politic. Mono is crop. A, scar, a sore on your lips after you kiss. <laughs> <laughs> they call the kissing disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it just it just means that you're just being one version, okay. and I don't. And I feel like I think that like that's why a lot of people aren't. And this is the, and this is not me making a lot of people aren't individuals, right? Mm. There's no individual. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. There's not a lot of individuality in America, even more so in the people that you like communicate with. And for myself, 
I've always uh, tried to um, surround myself with people who have like multiple passions, right? I could love finance. I could love working in corporate America, which I actually do, right? I actually don't mind that life. But I also know that like the moment I started doing podcasting, there was a world of creativity that opened up in my mind, right? right. And it allowed me to do something. You're so more of an individual. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing all the things that I like doing. I like telling stories. I'm com- I'm connecting. I'm communicating with mm-hmm. people. And more importantly, I'm building a community, which is the overall aspect of what we're doing. That's what I really like. And that's what I really love. Hell yeah, man. I, I, I love people, that, yeah. people and passions, man. That's always been that's my it. shit. Right. Like, I mean, I went to college passionate about like just talking and like, you know, having a voice and using my voice for things that people that I, I, my main reason for wanting to become a journalist was to use my voice Mm -hmm. for those people that can't use their voice, that don't have the opportunity to use their voice. I wanted to speak for somebody that feels like they can't speak. I wanted to say those things that, um, you know, that they're thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, college happens and you have professors that just kind of like yeah fuck things over for you for lack of a better you know word but um so you know i didn't really like i graduated i didn't really want to be a journalist anymore i didn't want to do any of that anymore i kind of like lost my passion but is doing the podcast Mm -hmm. has like kind of helped me like find it again Mm -hmm. you know like i'm like starting to fall in love again with See? talking yeah, See? you know like that before this podcast started i asked you what your passion was and you said i don't know but i want to do a podcast but it's journaling journaling journalist it, i mean yeah like journal? journaling like talking blogging yeah yes, but yeah that's so that's what i wanted to hear yeah i'm figuring it out like okay, it's, it's starting to help like it's, it's really like it's really i've used this as an outlet you know and, as it and in, a good, in a good way yeah as it should be because that's what it is I mean, right we're doing this and you know it's been fun it i mean i love podcasting i can't tell you how the, and people will say it's because I like to talk, but nah, I mean, most of the time, um, a good podcast is, for me is where I get to sit back and listen the majority of the time because, um, when you start podcasting, you realize that like everybody got a story, everybody got a narrative. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's more important for them to get that off than for you to say what you need to say. Right. And so that's, that's why you listen to podcasts just for the, Oh, I love it. When I mean, so, when I started podcasting, I actually became a better listener. So as, as much as people think I don't hear them and listen to them, um, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always listening. I'm always hearing what you're saying. Um, for me, but, it was, for me, it was the opposite. I'm, really? a, I'm a good listener mm-hmm. for sure. I've always been taught that, but talking, I'm not a good yeah, speaker yeah. per se. But this podcast has been an outlet for me to like focus on talking more and like mm-hmm. because when most people have conversations, not I wouldn't say most people, but some of the people when they when they want to talk to people, most of the time they're not listening to the actual words the person is saying. They're just thinking like, all right, what am I? How am I going to react? Gonna, yeah, that's the, what you're saying just button, now. Yeah, and so response. this podcast has kind of helped me yeah. break that habit. Yeah, it's really bad, and that's one hundred. That's love too. Thing that's better yeah. listeners. So Deji, what's good with you? You said just now that everyone's got their own story. Yeah. Um. I kind of want to know yours. So what, 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 what made you want to start podcasting? How did you, how did you get to that point where you were like, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to start a podcast. Like yeah, what, 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 how did you start Suburban Kings? It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to my man, white man, AKA white man. That's scary. <laughs> no, nah, Austin J. White man's listening. Hold on. Hold on. Look over my, look over my shoulder. The, that's the original. That's one of the original, um, Suburban Kings. Um, but Austin had came to me back in the day. Um, when was this back in the day? About four, at this point, almost four and a half years ago. Actually, at this point, five years ago. Um, shortly after I graduated, we both graduated college. 
Austin hit me and he's like, man, I've been going through work. You know, this corporate life is not as fun as I thought it'd be because, you know, some part of adulting just sucks. Um, and he's like, I think I want to start a podcast. And I think that like you would be good at it. I said, okay. I mean, and I was just starting in my career and I had the mindset that, um, I was like, I have to focus on this. And like, I don't want to, I don't want, I was so afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. I was actually really afraid to do podcasting. One, um, being a black person in corporate America is actually one of the hardest things in the world. I can't really explain it to people. Um, but there's obviously a lot of things that, uh, we share as a collective, but, um, I worked at a very old, mature company. And when I mean that it's majority people who are in their forties or fifties and they're white, right? There's no, there's no really like connection or understanding communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, nah, I gotta be, I gotta be buttoned up because I don't want anybody to have anything against me. I don't want the right. HR team. I don't want people that are everything. Even I even was like that with my social media, right? Like I didn't have nothing, no drugs, no nothing, no nothing. Like I was not myself as an individual. You're on your P's and Q's. Yeah, and I was just more of a, more or less, of basically what the, and I, I hate to say, it, but what the white man was making me out mm-hmm. to be. Um, so I said, nah, fuck. Shout that. out to the white man. He <laughs> <laughs> said five minutes ago. <laughs> hey, 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 you know, sometimes you do something to come back to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> full circle. Here we go. Um, Here we go, Deji. But then I, I told him out. no off the bat. Honestly, I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I want to focus on this, this corporate stuff because I want to, I want to really be successful in corporate America. Like, I want to make an avenue for other people that look exactly like me. And it's not no like uh, initiative. Like, Corporate companies should have well over 30 to 40% of their people be black. Doesn't make sense, but that's outside tangent. Um, so I said no, but in that year, I, I just started listening to podcasts. Like I was studying the game. I was learning how to tell stories. I was reading books on how to communicate yeah, and effectively tell stories. And then I was like, Oh, this is my lane, right? I already do this naturally. Like, you know, I love telling stories. I love making people laugh and. The people I study, right? Like I've been watching comedians since I was in elementary school. Let's go. Yeah, like Let's the first around. comedian that I ever watched was one of them was George Lopez. Why are you crying? Uh, Yo, why are you crying? I got a thing in my chest, <laughs> and I, I can't. I can't breathe. So I've ever watched that, or watching people like, um, obviously Dave Chappelle, but like, Chappelle, um, yeah. what's the fluffy dude? Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias. I listen to his standing. I'm just like, so like, I was always inundated with stories, right? Mm-hmm. So then as I'm doing this, I'm taking the time. I started building out a show. And then Austin came back to Austin. I was like, yeah, Austin, we need to do this. So then me and Austin started doing it. And then after that, it was like, okay, Austin, it just can't be me and you. We did the test trial. We had a couple episodes. We hit some hiccups. And then even then, I was still real buttoned up. I was still like, nah, Austin, you can't say this. You can't say that. Da, da, da. And then I was like, we need a third person. And then I started looking at, and that's when we met. Um, that's when I had started going to the gym. I started reconnecting with people back from the crib. And then another, um, original founder, uh, Charles Mass, aka Swakage. I was like, all right, come on this joint. And then I started to see the buildup. And that's what made me do it really like is that, it wasn't the podcast and the storytelling. It was like, oh, I'm starting to build a community. And one thing for me is like when I got out of college and I came back to the crib, I had a real like real life plan. Right. I was like, I'm going to do this work thing, but I'm going to be intentional about how I build my community. 
And that was the first part of it, like finding a find a group of friends that I would like to do like business with. Right. Because at first it was a hobby. And then we saw the success of it. And then it was like, this shit got layered. This shit got layered. Right. And season one, we was at like maybe 3000 listens that next season. We over 12K. Right. And now we already we're we're trending over 20. Right. We already. Go. So that's what Say I'm with saying. Your chest. So I'm saying like. And then and even in that season two, we had eight sponsors, right? So the growth, and I was like, yo, this is really crazy. We started making merchandise, people buying the shirts. And then I'm like, oh, this is really becoming its own entity. And then the whole time we're adding people. So we add Rachel, Rachel, straight, straightforward, like cool people, love her to death. Um, I'm seeing, again, the community building. We're bringing people on. We're having interviews. And then I'm like, yo, I'm not even... I'm not even, there's nothing that I'm doing. I'm not leading. I'm not doing anything. I'm just here. But every time when we come together, it's like a, you know, when you do things and like they say like you do it because it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. But like when I did podcasting, I thought it was going to be like just people talking. And the amount of information that I've learned just from listening to some of the guests that we've had or just some of the people that have had the feedback, I'd be like, yo, this shit is more more than go to me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. It's overwhelming at times, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all have seen just a taste of it, right? Like when people will reach out and say that, da-da-da, you guys are doing a great job. This, You guys are hitting on all these things, and, like, it's really helping me. But, like, when we have people saying that, like, this shit just changed my whole perspective, and, like, it made me remember that, like, it's okay to be down. It's okay to be low. You know it's okay to not know shit. Yeah, it's okay not to know shit. Yeah. When I'm starting to see that, I was like, okay, I knew I wasn't fucking crazy. <laughs> That's what I kept telling people. I was like, I knew I'm not fucking crazy. I'm just saying it in a different way, right? Yeah, like, no, one, <laughs> no one talks about not knowing shit. Everyone wants to front and say yeah. shit. Like, like, oh, I know everything. Yeah, this is, this is Especially like at this age. Shit. And I'll be the first one to say it, man. I, I, w- I, went into po- I went into podcasting and I'm still to this day, open book. I have... I might have all these ideas, all these visions, but like you see how it changes. You see how Evan flows. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's to me, it's very therapeutic because I'm like, this shit is ever evolving. Like, I have to be on my toes every day, you know? So I'm learning again how to tell, retell stories because even in the way I was telling my stories, I feel like it's outdated. I need to evolve. for growth, man. Yeah, yeah of course. So, yeah, you know. Rebranding. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a motherfucker hits you in your mouth, you know what I'm saying? You got to keep the motherfucking podcast <laughs> out your mouth. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's stupid. He did it. <laughs> oh, that's my what's God. up, man. Yeah, most definitely. So. Build the community of the podcast. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Make it a platform like, for everybody. And that was actually my like vision when I first mm-hmm. started it. I was like, why am I doing it? And that was, I said, if I do any business, I have to have like a, a good value behind it because that's why I'm going to continue to pursue it. So the reason why I continue to pursue the podcast is because it was based on building a community. It was based on building inclusion. It was based on everybody feeling accepted. And for that, um, I'll, I'll stick with it to the day I die. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't got to make a million. Mm-hmm. Just make a hundred. You feel me? <laughs> just, make a, just make happiness, kid. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's the whole reason why I want to, not to take over your story but you're good the whole reason i want to start a podcast as well is because you know we're all getting older growing up life is coming at us pretty fast mm-hmm. and i'm noticing that i have i have opportunities where i can create create things that other people that can't do it mm-hmm. that want to do it mm-hmm. um like i said friends that have kids and they have, they're getting their careers mm-hmm. and they're they're like they like what you said they didn't really have time to work on their passions because mm-hmm. life is hitting so hard so i want to create this platform for all my friends that don't really have time like all right man i want to 
give me 30 minutes of your time a day, not even, not even a day, a week. And I'm going to put you out there like that. I'm going to make sure you're staying happy just like I am with this. And that's the amalgam of what that's going to create is going to be amazing because we're all chasing our passions, man. That's, that's so this important nowadays. Exactly. We're not, we're not chasing it. The check is different. The check, the check is going to come. When I say that passions, people and passions motivate me, mm-hmm. like money doesn't, really, money doesn't really get to me that much. Right. My thing is once I master my craft, my passion, get that down, the people around me that are right, then I know that's when I know that I, I know my worth and the mm-hmm. money's going to come in after that for mm-hmm. sure. There's, not, there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to get paid for my shit. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, my, that's my whole thing. So when I say, because I tell Eric all the time, like, yeah, money doesn't motivate me. And he looks at me like I'm fucking. That's not crazy. Yeah. But um, not that I'm shitting on Eric. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Because he's right. Sometimes the money is important. But for the main thing is people, passions, and then the money comes later. Yeah. For sure. 100%. That's yeah. how I live. I think it's hard sometimes. Well, I can only speak, yeah, it is, you know, personally. Because, um, like, you know, growing up in a, I guess, more of like a traditional household, mm-hmm. I was taught, you know, like, yeah, you can have passions, you can have dreams, but you need something that's going to pay the bills and your passions and dreams aren't going to do right. that. You can't put passions into a gas tank. Exa- right, exactly. <laughs> in, in this economy, no, no you can't. No, no. Um, Inflation, damn near. Inflation, almost 9% now. Right. Shit. So, Cash my ass to the bus stop. Hop on a bike. Um, yeah, so it's just really hard to like find things that I was passionate about mm-hmm. and like stick with them just because I knew that I mean, they're not going to pay my bills. So, like, I, I just like set up, like, created this mental block and like I wouldn't let myself get yeah. super passionate about anything. And like, any little time that I would get or any time that I'd get passionate about something, I would let the littlest thing just, you know. Do away away with that passion, that Mm -hmm. motivation, and I I would let it get in the way. Um, So, like hearing your perspectives, it like, like I, because not that I agree with Eric, because yeah, I'm not gonna, (laughs) I'm not not gonna give him the satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. But like for a little bit, like yeah, (laughs) you know, fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason he's not here today. (laughs) Um, Like the money is important, and like I've been taught that. Like, you know, you gotta we, be able to pay. Yeah, like I gotta right. pay my way through life. I was gonna yeah, I was you gonna know? I was gonna touch on that when, when Eric when Eric when Deji was talking about um going for your passions. It depends on your your up your upbringing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes like my parents, they didn't have time. There's no way they had time to yeah, worry, of course not. worry about passions. Right. So my dad, he didn't have a dad and not much of a family, so when he he didn't have time to seek it out, he yeah, needed that's to get, what I'm he, need, he to get paid. Yeah. So yeah, in, in those situations I get it's tough, but you still have to keep it in the back of your mind. Like yeah. that's what you want to do. This era that we're in right now, it should be, it's easier than ever. To chase yeah. 100%. And that I'm really realizing that yeah. now, you yeah, know, of course. 24, I've, there's so much that I can do with my life. Of course. You know, I have so many things that I can just like pursue. And The possibilities is endless. 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 The limit does not exist. The amount of things you just be passionate it about. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know, if you're passionate about something, just, just go see, do it. See what it go is. Go do it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. And, and That's I, my biggest problem too, yeah, man. Same, I overthink same here. everything. I overthink everything. That overthinking is the devil. That's why I tell everybody. Oh That's why. God. It's a blessing and a curse. It, it is because you think through a lot of things, but at the end, it, it will always bog you down. And I say that because when I, when, when I started the podcast and then I was like, man, all right, we can start putting this shit out there. The, the barrier that I had that Gabby spoke about that was the last barrier I had. After that, I've been very emboldened after that. Like, I have no fear. I've, I, I don't care. That's if, a big one, too. Man. I, I don't care yeah. if I have to start a hundred things. All I know is one of them got to hit. You know what I'm saying? There's, right. there's something that I'm good at. Now, not to boast, God has blessed me, right? So I'm, all, I'm good at many things. 
but in general. Post that shit. Hold on. Uh, no, no, no. Toot your horn. Be com- yeah, we beep, beep. Come on, bro. No, we got to be humbled in these streets. You heard, you heard my man, um, K-Dot. <laughs> yeah, I was happy Humble, to, okay. Yeah, it's hard to be humble. You feel me? <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Okay. Uh, the, no, the title of the song, the number humble. one song. Humble. Humble. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, well, who the motherfucker that sang that bitch? It's been a minute, six years, shit. Yeah, exactly. So I understand. Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean... I feel like that was my last hurdle. Like when it came to like pursuing things that I wanted to, right? Not like my, like you said, I'm from an African household. Definitely like, hey, you got to do this type of profession because we know that it's going to make an okay living for you and you're going to be able to chill. So that is already indoctrinated to my head. But I had always been a creative person, man. I have always been doing creative shit, man. Like not in the sense that like I do art, but I remember times where I'd just be sketching clothes, just doing, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But this podcast allows me to do so many things. So now if I want to design clothes or merchandise for our royalty members You can to literally wear, speak it into fruition. I can speak right. it into fruition, right? If I want to plan and host these events like I did for my birthday, but for the podcast, I can literally do that, right? So I'm getting all of who I am into this, right? Yeah. Everything. I'm even getting the finance side because, you know, I'd be looking at the numbers that we'd be doing and I get to be a, you know, a whole corporate analyst like I already am. So I'm like... Every aspect this caters to who I am. So then I was like, okay, maybe this. Let me just chillax and be patient. You know what I'm saying? And 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 sometimes I feel like at this age, we don't have a real, we don't have a real faith. And I don't mean like faith in a god or a religion, but faith in like in self. Ooh, I was gonna say ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. because we don't believe that like if we give our if we take the risk and we jump we jump off that motherfucking cliff that we can fly, right? A lot of people would be like, you know what, fuck that. I'm just gonna take the stairs down this bitch. Or you know what? Let me not even yeah, let yeah. me put that rope on and that peg it, and then you know, I'm just gonna slide down that motherfucker. I'm not gonna jump and then see what happened. Me, I'm a jump. I don't that's give hard, no fuck. Man. Wow. That's, and that's why, like, for me personally, I surround myself with people that are fearless like that. Yeah, because like it, to see that cliff and there's you it's all it's completely black, dark, but you're taking that leap of faith. It's, it's amazing. inspiring. It's super inspiring. It is, but I'm gonna tell you this shit is it's stressful out here. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, the way to the world on your bed. <laughs> and that's what it is, right? The imposter syndrome is because you get this big ass, like, I feel like I have to do so much, right? Like it's like the I call it the LeBron effect, right? Like LeBron had so much expectations. And he, if he, if he I'm not saying I'm LeBron. That's I'm just saying like this is the the analogy. LeBron has so much. Like he had the weight of his world Except at 18, at not even at 16, <laughs> 17. He got all these people. He got his mom. He got all his guys. He got the whole community of Akron on his back, bro. And if he failed, guess what? Every, look at all the lives. You you look back, you're like, damn, there's like I just feel all those people. people. Yeah. So it makes you not want to do. And that's the shit you have to learn and you have to balance. Because I was like, I know these people may be relying on me. And I know I've been the first to do a lot of things in my family. But I have to realize that I'm only one person. Yeah. True. And even though if I potentially get to that point one day, guess what? It won't be by myself. It never will be. It would always be because of who the people I put myself right. around. That shit is yeah. inspiring. That's, yeah. a, that's like the word of the day. Inspiring, inspiring man. Yeah. yeah. I felt that because there's been times where I wanted to quit, dude, like wanted to stop doing what I'm doing. But then I just remember all the people that mo- all the people that believed in me. And it's like, man, I, I would look like such a scrub if I just quit right now. <laughs> man. Who you telling? We, the Suburban Kings was M-I-A for a fucking, for, oh, I'm sorry, fucking, for fucking, a for fucking eight months, for eight months, damn near a year. Mm. There, there was, 
the the reason was because everybody was getting hit by life. Me most especially, right? Like I was like, I can't do this. I'm done. I need I need to get the fuck away, right? And in that, I was like, I was like, I don't know if I want to do any of this fucking shit. Shit, I don't even know if I want to do life. Not on like no suicide. Oh shit. shit. Not on no not on no suicidal shit. But <laughs> just like trigger warning, trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning, <laughs> trigger warning. But not just. I was just like, yo, I'm really done. Like I don't want to fuck with nobody. I don't really want to communicate. Like everybody is like deuce. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm cool. And I'll just go into my fucking hole and I'll just do whatever. But then I had to look back. I was like, look, Daisy, we all we all get. We, I mean, I'm saying this for everybody. Everybody going to go through a season where it look like it's straight L's left and right. Like you literally laying in the bed yeah. and you don't know what the fuck you going. Like when you have to live life minute to minute, that's probably the worst thing ever in life. Right. When you are literally looking at the clock and a fucking minute is an eternity. And in that moment, that's why I was like, look. I had to start like looking at all the things that I've done, all the progress that I've gone to this point. And then I had to realize like, I'm not giving up on this shit because if I'm giving up on this, I'm giving up on myself. And that was the moment where I was like, you know what? Fuck everybody. We up. And then I got back. <laughs> I got back up. But it was just, a, it was a weird feeling though. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm a really like, I'm a really like optimistic person. So when I get like that, I'm like, what the fuck? What the, is who this? is this? Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck is this nigga? You know what I'm saying? Baby ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Get your ass out the bed. <laughs> We put a lot of pressure on ourselves, like a lot of unnecessary pressure, and yeah, I feel like it's it's really detrimental to you know, our own psyche and just like the overall, like you know how we go about trying to like manage mm-hmm. the things that we deal with because we just think we're always gonna fuck it. Oh well, I I can only speak for me, but I feel like I'm always just gonna fuck it up. Like yeah, like yeah, I'm just gonna doubt. fail. You it's know, that and, doubt and fear, man. That yeah, we gotta get over. It. And that's sure. I mean that can be a different episode if you want to, but I kind of want to touch on fear. Like, of course. It's like I want because I'm I it's been so prevalent in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm curious on how everybody else deals with it. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I know it's I know it's a good. What I heard, I forget. It was a song I heard. It. It was a sketch in a song. But he said they said um, you should let fear push you from behind rather than stand in your way. Mm-hmm. And what I took from that is like standing. Obviously, when fear stands in your way, it's like I don't want to do this because what if this happens or like damn that that's a big risk. I don't know if I can afford that or this um just stuff like that and push from behind i guess what i took from that is like if i don't do this then if i turn around that's a lot worse i'm stuck behind me that's that's silas on the couch doing nothing not chasing his dreams just working a dead-end job Mm. so i don't want to look behind i want to push me ahead and you know Mm. keep working i like that so that's that's what i'm trying to been working on since shit since i was 21 years old see i look at fear in the opposite way where i don't look for it to push me I, but I know it's, if I'm fearful of something, that means I'm in the right, I'm going in the right direction. Ooh. Now, yeah. now I say that, right? Because in football, right? A lot of the times as a wide receiver, and this is where I kind of start, it started for me, like to be a wide receiver and to go across the middle, like Hold that's that. everything is counterintuitive. Like you're running into a group of people that can all fuck your ass up just to catch a football. Yeah. So when you catch that football, you have to just focus on that football. But then if you catch that football as a positive result, right, it's a good outcome, right? You don't know. It could be a touchdown. It could be a first down. It could just be yards that you're gaining in order to get closer to the end zone. So that thought process then kind of followed me in life. And then I looked at things or situations that I would be fearful of, like, and I'm like, fuck, if I'm afraid of it, that means I have to do it right. So like, and I'm not saying that in the sense of like everything, but like usually everything that I've done, whether it's been in a relationship, like with another woman. 
or if it's been like me progressing in my work or me even trying to take out ventures like in my business, I've done it all be based and honestly because of fear. And I'm saying because awesome. when you have to put yourself out there, guess what? The world gets to see you for who you truly are. And a lot of motherfuckers ain't ready for that. And that's oh, when I man. learned. I was like, look, fear is your best friend. And I'm not, I'm not, no games. Like I be holding me in fear, be holding hands. Like she my old lady. Like mm -hmm. that, this girl has pushed me so much that sometimes I feel like I'm not going to survive. Like really, it's like, bro, I can only take so much. You keep pushing me and you keep pushing my limits. But every time I look back, I'm like, look at what the fuck I was able Doing, to do yeah, just because you was right there with me. That's hard. I like that a lot. But okay. I'm telling you, it's not for the faint of heart. I'm telling you. My heart is faint. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work yeah, on that. It's almost devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost no, that's like a low heartbeat. Oh, I mean, we could talk. I could talk about fear in depth because, you know, I've lived in it for a long time. Just mainly just because of just situations that have gone on in right. my life. Yeah, I'm living in that shit right now. Yeah. And like Will, Will Smith, which is a hot topic to talk about right now. <laughs> but what he would do, he would always do things that he was afraid of. That's, yeah. what, that's what you just reminded me of. Yeah. Like he was afraid of public uh, speaking at one point. And so we tried stand up, yeah, because that that personal stage of like hearing your own like this, it's all it's all on you. He was afraid of it, and he did it, yeah, just because he would do everything. Everything he was like I said, everything he was afraid of, he would make sure to try at least once. Yeah, and everything, and like, and, and I, not to cut you off, but like did. my my basis point or like the the being the the theme of why I do all this shit is because I'm afraid to fail. So if I yeah. fail and I still come up, guess what? Nothing has power over me, Facts. and that's wow. it. Be, That's it. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable. It, easy. Yeah. You can't tell me nothing. You can't put me in no position or no situation. I'm going to be like, yeah, I need to get out of here. I'm going to find a way to make work. That's what I've learned in life in general. As long as I, as long as I'm, I'm, as long as I, I'm centered, I'm founded, I'm grounded, I'm in, I'm in my pocket. All this shit is irrelevant. And I'll say that to whoever asks, because it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not about you. It's about what I've done, right? You didn't do this work. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. So from that moment on, guess what? Whatever you say is irrelevant. That's why I be trying to tell people it's irrelevant, right? Now you have to gauge what relevance is to you because certain things are beneficial and helpful. But no matter what nobody say, it no matter what nobody say at the end of the day, if you don't agree with it, guess what? It's irrelevant. And I'm not saying that in the sense like, oh, racism is real. That shit is very relevant, motherfucker. <laughs> that shit is very real. Let's, let's put that real. out there. But I'm saying that like, what Gabby said, just to bring this back, and it hit with me, is that in your life, especially if you have a dream, there are so many people who have influence on your dream at such a young age. That's why I say you really don't know shit in this country at a young age, but you're forced to make these grown people decisions. Why? Because they want to put you in a certain situation so that you can continue to feed the machine, right? So Gabby was interested in journalism. I'll use that as a case study. She's learning in, in school. She writes stories. She, she learns about all these things. Like she always has information in her head. And then you get to college and you start seeing like the amount of research you have to do. And then you get exposed to people who don't have this voice and you really start falling in love. All it takes is one individual to say some negative ass shit about you and doubt you. That's all it took. That's all really, it took. It's really that's all so it took. Hard, but that's, like, but, but that's it. That. That's all it is, bro. I played football my whole entire life, bro. I had a high school coach who literally did not want me to succeed. I'm talking about literally would would put me on the sideline just to instill a point, and I was one of the better players on the team. So if I have this old-ass motherfucker trying to control me, and I'm saying, no, you are not going to control me, guess what? You're irrelevant to me. 
And I'll say that to his face because Fuck it's you, coach. I'm going to field right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like it, it's like you people. People feel like they have power in your life, and the moment you show them that they have none, that's the moment where it's like you've really ascended. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm saying that in the sense of like nobody can make you feel anything that you are not already feeling yourself. So if you communicating that to people, and that's why I always like we talk about relationships a lot, but this is really important relationships. Yep. If a, if somebody is communicating and saying all these things in 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 their trauma or in their hurt, that shit was never really real. You know what? Because when you care for somebody, right, the the way you you the way you approach them is different, and that's why I said that like individuals throughout your life have so much power. Because if a person speak life into you, I guarantee you you have no you gonna be successful. It's just it's just facts. If you have people that are pouring into you, investing in you, finding ways to help you, guess what? You're going to be successful. But if you got people that are naysayers, that are always saying shit, I just said the same thing twice, but are always like in your way, they're the obstacle, they the opposition. Guess what? You just doing another person's job for them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. Because if you're going to be an obstacle in my success path, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to be nice about it because you are trying to say that I should not believe in myself. And that's always one thing I'm never going to do. One thing I'm going to do, I'm going to believe in myself because all y'all motherfuckers don't know shit about me unless you've really been with me since day one. Okay. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I feel like I feel like when you get into it, it'd be like people are like I know you. I've no, no, nigga, you knew an iteration <laughs> of it. You knew a version. You of saw me. season two. That's it. <laughs> yeah, season season twenty. Season four it's, now. We're on season twenty-seven. I'm a <laughs> That's what you say for that. Or I like to call it, you know, iteration. You know what I'm saying? I'm on iteration. Like I don't know, but it, it, it's a thing, right? Like if if you can have all these flavors of cereals and drinks and pop, why can't I be a different flavor whenever I need to be? That's it. So you call yourself a chameleon? Yes. Wow. Or I, 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 the way I put it, I'm every nigga. <laughs> every nigga. Every nigga. Every nigga. Every nigga. It's like a superhero. That's definitely a superhero. Okay. You said what? It's like that, that's a superhero. Every nigga? Yeah. E-N. E-N. Down, we're going to have that on the crest. Yo, on that's the a M. Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> what are you supposed to be? Dun, da, da, da. Every nigga. Every nigga. <laughs> At your service. What does you what do you niggas need? <laughs> oh God. Oh God. I hate y'all. You know what I come I, I come I come in with do rags, uh bonnets, um you need that you need that that uh, the, the that do rag that goes down to the floor. That yes. Up there. That, yeah, that the long, long with the long tail. Yeah, yeah that, that should be tail. hilarious. Every nigga. And then you were, and you got some Tims on. Oh, yes. you either have Tims or you have black Air Force Ones on. I think black Air Force Ones because those are more intimidating. Yeah, yeah. that's how you right. You right. And you faster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Every nigga. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> Every nigga. Wait, who who are you? Every nigga. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. It's no, every nigga. <laughs> There it is. I think we got our today's episode title. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. oh, Every bigger. Oh, you know, um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's good time. It's good time. Wow. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after yeah, that. Yeah. You know, sometimes shit come organically. You know? <laughs> All right, man. All right, we getting out of here? Yeah. Do you have a Deji ass? Wrap it up. Oh, yeah, Deji ass, man. Do I have a Deji ass? Um... 
Okay. You were a superhero. No, I can't. Do, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, what's, I have been having this one question. I just am trying to remember it. Let me look at my notes. In the meantime, in the meantime, I think chlamydia is the worst sounding STD after genital warts. You think so? Yeah. Like general word, those all sound crazy, but syphilis, syphilis sounds cool. I think gonorrhea is a very, uh, like, well, I, see, like, I, I associate ahead. gonorrhea with that. Like, do you remember that gonorrhea video of the little girl? Um, with gonorrhea? No, I no, don't know. no, 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 <laughs> no, no, watch that. She, we have different like, YouTube subscriptions. You know, she's like a little girl. Like she's like taking makeup and she's like, do you like me now? And just like doing it all crazy. And like, I, I don't know. She's like okay. trying to prove a point that's like girl like you know the girls that do all this makeup aren't really like better than the others you know what i mean so uh. anyways so she's going around she's like doing her makeup she's like, do you like me now do you like me now and she's like what's two plus two gonorrhea so now anytime <laughs> i hear fuck? of gonorrhea i think of this little girl doing her makeup in a video in a youtube video Talking about gonorrhea? It's, it's a little yeah interesting yeah <laughs> i don't think i would subscribe <laughs> but i, I think she's doing well now i think syphilis sounds cool like it sounds like a classic car like an 87 chevy 87 chevy syphilis I don't have any questions, but this is an intricate conversation, so I'm gonna let it ride. These are just jokes I wrote down last time. Oh, really? I guess that was a, that, that was a miss. But uh, <laughs> uh, why are sex toys for guys weird? Like whenever we bring up sex toys, if you see a girl, if you see a vagina in the, in the shower, it's like, what the fuck is that? But if you see a pencil, like a pencil-sized piece of rubber, it's like, why is that? Why is that better? You know what oh I'm yeah, like I if men like, have like a blow-up doll, it's yeah, weird, it's like what are you I've doing? Got, like, but I feel like as, as men, we have rough hands. I mean. I'm, Speaking for myself, I feel like, men, we have rough hands. I have rough you know hands. What I'm saying? I agree. Yeah, like yeah. to, it's like we're having sex with a muffler. You know, I, I need something rubbery. That's rubbery. Fleshy. I just I want feel a like women, I feel like women have more fun. Honestly, I keep, I keep. They have more fun. Sexually? They keep, they keep. I keep saying it. They have eight pleasure centers to our one. It's so complicated, to, right? To two. Yeah, actually, to our no, to our two, because we have the tip, and then we have. Uh, the, or the G spot, which is in the with the, which is in the. Well, anus. A, you got like the erogenous zones too, but those are about the same. Like on the each. Yeah, exactly. Zones? Yeah, the nipples, like an erog- like nipples, ears. ears. All right, knees. don't don't judge me. Yeah, but I do like my nipples touched when I'm having sex. That's I judge. knew a guy that liked his to have his nipples. That's me. Bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> come over, Daisy. <laughs> like bite my nipples. I was like, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> shit, shit is freaky. Like man. I would watch, I watched yeah. it I like Asian, like Asian porn where it's all blurry. She would like. Kiss him on the stomach and like do this with his nipples, like touch his nipples with both hands. Nah, that shit's yeah. I need you to, I need you to suck on my shit like I suck on. That shit whack. Oh god, hey, I'm, I, I'm not gonna say anything. I just be, I just be minding my own business. Whatever people think about me sexually, that's what they. Nah, think about there's me. no judgment here except for pooping stuff. I don't, I don't think that should be a thing. Oh, where's the wildest place you've ever pooped? Wildest place I've ever pooped? Uh, um, I don't know, dude. In my pants. No, that's not like in a place. Oh, like a location. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I pooped in a forest. Like I had to dig a hole and poop in the that's hole. That's not bad. That's, that's, like a, that's a camp. I've parked. I've pooped in a in a parking structure, parking garage. On the it just on the parking lot floor. No, I no no. I had a bag, but I would I'll explain the story when we get more followers because I want to get more animated. But that's the craziest place. Okay. Oh, for visual effect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because the the visual shit too. the lead up to is hilarious and it's actually very funny because I like. I have, I had to, it was a it was who I am as a person. Everything happened that encompassed that. That's okay. what I'll say. I already have but, like six questions, but yeah, yeah it's okay. Parking structure. Yeah. I also weirdest place I've ever pooped. Oh, yeah. go ahead. I was just gonna say I have a, I have a visual story too about me getting caught having sex. But 
Go ahead. Um, weirdest place I've ever pooped on a coach bus. I feel like that's just like really embarrassing because like oh, you know, you're you're, you're on a bus for I don't know two and a half two and a half hours. You can't poop on the bus, yo. I couldn't hold it. Oh I had I had some God. coffee. It just, you know they came. They, I don't know. There's it, no question of who it's gonna be who pooped on the bus. Whoever went, whoever goes in after. Last, and now it's it's like yeah. Whoever went, right. whoever everyone, going everyone next. Knew, everyone yeah. knew. That's why I sat at the back of the bus. So I was hoping that nobody really like. Notice, yeah, but just crept in. yeah, that's right. the worst spot though. Slid <laughs> out real quick. Quite a, Damn, you get me? That was you. <laughs> Hell no. I've always, I always like sitting like when I had to travel for football or on like anything. I always like sitting in the like what? the 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 back of the middle. So the middle of the bus, but like towards the back, right? Because mm-hmm. right? I don't like to be all the way back at the end of the bus because you know, like if you have a coach bus, you're gonna be right by the bathroom. But right. anything else, I just need that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can have that back there. I don't really care because you know. It's whatever, which is weird that like everybody, when you start getting on buses, they try to go to the back of the bus. Um, but if we look at history, you know, the back of the bus is known for being where the cool kids hang out. Yes. The black uh, folk. Yeah. The yeah. black folk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Crazy how that Rosa works. Parks is in the back of the bus. Like all these people are rapping in the back of the bus, man. Fuck this. I'm sitting in the front. <laughs> that's, that's where it started. It's crazy how that works, you know? Now the back of the bus is cool, but you know earlier in um, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I, I mean, I, could, I don't know where, where that was going, but, but you definitely know where I was going. <laughs> you know where I was going. I knew where I was going, but I didn't know how to ride it with you. Who am I? Pause. Who am I, Silas? Every nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Every nigga. <laughs> you know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's this question? Bro? I don't have the question. We had it. The, the, oh, the that day you asked was the what you went through. Unless, unless, um, I have a bunch of other crazy. So I have a, I have my, on my notes. I don't know if anybody else does this, but my notes are like my every, like I yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I'm high, especially when I'm high, my brain. I told you, Gabby, my brain is like a yeah. fucking light bulb. Light, yes. bulb. light bro, you just be having to flick it, flick it, flick it, flick it, flick it, flick it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. So I have a bunch of questions. Like, what is the white people way of saying you're high? Is it? Oh God, is it dude, intoxicated? Is it? Is it? Intoxicated, inebriated, under the influence. I see. I say inebriated, but I inebriated? don't think white people know that word. No, they invented that word. Fried. Over. Oh, really? You were inebriated. Oh. Wait, baked. That's the white people way of saying it. No, I'm, when I say white people, I'm, I'm thinking corporate. I'm sorry. Oh, like oh, God, inebri- dude, is it inebriated so when you're high? Uh, no. Well, that's when you're drunk. Right. So is it under I'd the influence? Under the, in, under the influence. Under the influence. That's what it would be. That's what it is. Okay. That's a more corporate term. That wasn't a joke. That's just a high. Or or, or high like I feel like they they're the type to be like, oh, I'm high as a kite right now. High as a kite. Yeah. Oh shit. That shit is so corny. That yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that shit is so corny. Okay. Do you want another high question, or are we gonna wrap this up? We can. Let's do one more. Okay. High questions. I like that. Okay, okay, it's okay. better than so they, well, no, the high, maybe I change it to the high questions. I have one, but it's more visual because I have a story about it. Yeah, when but we when we when we get back on YouTube, you I'll, can save it. I'll kick it off. Hold on, fuck it. When you guys take a big dump, what a big poop, uh-huh. like you know, like when they're when they're frosting a cake, but like you, it doesn't come out in the first squeeze. You got to squeeze like maybe four or five times, <laughs> and it comes out. It hits the pot. You're looking at it. It's like damn. You look back. You only wiped once because it was it was a snapper. Do you know what a snapper is? When no. Poop? A snapper is when you poop and it's so clean cut that you wipe and there's nothing on your butt. Okay. Okay. Oh, snapper. So you take a poop. You wipe once. Huh? Nothing. You look back at what you created. This long poop. Do you guys ever look at it and just think, "Wow, I could fit a penis that big in my butt"? 
Not yes. sex. Not okay, but not yeah. sexual. Not sexual. Like no, I don't. No, I don't no. want it to go in my right. butt. <laughs> Just like wow, if I was ever to like be, that came out of my butt. Imagine out, like going back in would be weird. So, I, yeah. so I'm. Yes, I'm agree with you Woo! because I always though I'm like that was painful. I would never want to go through that. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So well, when this, I I'm forcing it out, I'm like, I'm like, yo, dog, I I could never. I really I could. Never. I could never. <laughs> I could never. I was like, salute to people who are right. praises. Yes. Shout out to the bottoms out there. On the God. <laughs> on God. Because I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm a pussy. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, an, I'm a butthole. I'm a pussy. <laughs> I'm a pussy. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not for that but pain. At the, at the same time, when you look back at it and you go, damn, that hurt. That's a huge That's a huge one. And I can fit that in my butt. Now, if I think like, man, high thought. If I'm in, like, let's say I went to prison, right? And I'm trying to get out on good behavior. I'm in the library stacking books. And someone bends me over. I'm like, hold on, man. Hold on, bro. I'm about to get out tomorrow. What you doing? I look back. He pulls his pants on. I look back and I go, I go, uh, uh, wait, man, I'm taking shits bigger than this dude's dick. Come on. Let's get this up. <laughs> let, me, let me throw this back for you real quick. I got Let's get this over with. I got books to organize. Oh, no? my God. That's just no, a high thought. I've never had that high thought. <laughs> <laughs> never. Oh Honestly. Sorry. I know rape isn't a, isn't a funny thing to make fun of. Uh, Honestly. Through it. No. No. I'm thinking about it right now. That shit has never crossed. <laughs> Honestly, the pain of a of, of a big ass shit is worse. Sometimes I'm like, oh, God damn. Is worse? Yes. Have you ever been like taking a big ass shit? Deji, yes. I put it in my phone to talk on a podcast. Yes. I'm taking a big <laughs> shit. And you take it that dump and that shit is like. It's still not out? It's like World War Three in there. And like, you're like. And you sit on the toilet, you linked over. I'm like, dude, when did you I leaked eat over? I'm bent over. I'm like, gee, when did I, when did I eat rocks? Yeah, exactly. Literally, literally, I feel like it's literally like jagged rocks just going through my <laughs> anus. I'm shitting on Rubik's cubes. Uh, it's not a pleasant a, feeling. All right, man. This but anyways, yeah, this is the fun way to end the <laughs> so that's, that, that was the podcast. Um, we are happy to be back, Royalty. I hope y'all doing well. Um, this has been an interesting ride, but I guess you got to hear why we podcast. And I'm just gonna say this. We've talked a lot, um, but the thing I'll leave y'all with is this. Whatever you have in this life, you got to pursue that shit with your full chest. Don't full let, chest. Don't let nobody in this world tell you that you can't do nothing because you are the motherfucking star. Period. Or in the wise words of Gabby, you are the main character. So go out there and get all your fucking oh, roles. Be, be, be healthy. Drink your water. Smoke your vegetables. Have a good one. That's it. Keep it lovely.